0: Welcome to Radical ladies and gents, I am your host, Shane Hazel. It's been a while, and I'd be remiss if we didn't cover a little bit of what's been going on. but I, I want to say thank you. Um, the show's actually grown quite a bit since I've been away, and I don't uh, have any other uh, any other metrics for that other than the guys out at Fountain FM. Uh, the, the, the guys at Fountain FM have been great. They've they've promoted the show, and I really uh, need to start doing a lot more on my end to st- help promote them. Uh, the, the Fountain FM is an amazing place. It's a it's a podcatcher site where it's got all of your favorite podcasts. You can get there, you can listen, you can earn stats, you can interact. You know, you can splice things up and you know comment. And there's there's a lot of amazing interaction that these guys are doing, and it's built on the Lightning Network. So these guys are Bitcoiners. They're for real. They are helping empower people who are creating content. So, you know, as people listen, we are rewarded. And as they listen, they're rewarded uh, for the interaction. They're also rewarded. You know, definitely go check them out. You know, it's uh, it's a it's a great interface. Super easy. Uh, and you get a chance to sets while you're there. So um, <clears throat> let's get into a little bit of what's been going on in my life. And I know I appreciate all the well wishes. I appreciate all the comments and concerns and, hey, where's Radical and what's going on? Um, I started working at Swan a- about three months ago. And if you don't know, uh, I'm, I'm an account executive over there. I am part of the, uh, the private side, which handles all the high net worth uh, clients that we have. And it's been absolutely amazing. And I mean that in terms of like, you step into a realm of people who are very gifted from you know their, their different backgrounds. There's over a hundred Swan employees now. And when you're working with a team that is so gifted from so many different backgrounds, and they've been doing this for longer than you have, and making a company work and grow and double in size year after year, You quickly become that person, you know, and I've been there, you know, in my life before when I went into force reconnaissance. You know, it was one of those things where you stood in the midst of giants, and you stood there, and you were like, "Wow, I've I've got to become an asset to this team. I cannot be a liability." And so, most of my time has gone into learning and and adopting and trying to become the best asset I can for this company. And that's it. It's a grind. You know, it's one of those things where. A lot of what we see on, you know, I don't know the the different podcasts and the different conferences, it uh, it looks amazing and it is. Don't get me wrong, but the real amazing part is like what goes into it behind the scenes. And I would be absolutely uh, remiss if I didn't say the people at Swan. Not only do they work hard, and are they genius people, but they are some of the nicest, most loving, caring group that you could ever want to be associated with and this is from a guy that's been there for three months now you know usually new guys on the block uh you know you'll you'll have a hard time and that's not the case here i mean the the hard time is just grind away but what you if you're doing what you love with people that you love doing it with and pushing a a mission that is as amazing as bitcoin you know it's incredible uh, another project that we've been working on is Bitcoin Veterans. And for those of you guys that don't know Bitcoin Veterans, uh, it's myself, Alex Stanzik, Mike Hobart, uh, Gabe Lord, and, and Jordan. And you know, you might know him from Operation Libertas on Twitter. We started Bitcoin Veterans, and this thing has grown a life of its own. We have an amazing network of veterans that have already come to the forefront that are taking on more and more responsibilities, that are getting into new sectors. If you are a veteran uh, and you are looking for a place, you're looking for a mission, you're looking for something out of this very nihilistic worldview and that they force-feed you, come, come join Bitcoin Veterans. If you need more content, come come have a listen to a show. We've got some amazing guests. We're 16 weeks in already, uh, which means we're 16 shows in. And the, the the show is just, you know, I think, you know, the public interface and we've got chats in the background and everything else where you can get plugged in. So, you know, this, this is growing a life of itself. It's got, uh, you know, Operation Bitcoin, which Gabe is heading up, which is a Skillshare for guys who are out who need new skills that need, uh, to understand, possibly working in Bitcoin, it's got Brave for the post-traumatic stress uh, side of it. They've 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 got media and merch and uh, the production. I mean, this thing is just it's it, it's growing a life of its own, and we're expanding it. So, if you're interested in uh, coming in, networking, learning, working, grinding, if you're interested in the you know, the community that is pushing liberty and freedom and the american ideas that you grew up with that are that are hard to come by in the society maybe that's a show that you want to put into your rotation you know give it a try that's it's a lot of fun uh, it, i will tell you it's very uh military centric uh in terms of uh, you know kind of how we view the world and that's from a place where we've seen a thing or two you know been overseas know how the the whole system works Uh, can analyze what's going on what the intelligence is what the propagandists are saying and then also introduce amazing people that you know let's just say stood up to the system when they were trying to vaccinate everybody like those guys have been on the show um we've got you know creators and entrepreneurs and everybody else that's in that space so if you're looking to get more plugged in what a great place to do it and it doesn't matter if you're a veteran or not we we want you there um This community is is there for you so that's that's a lot of what i've been up to uh just working my tail off and i I don't think you guys would expect anything less from me i know this uh you know the the lapses in this show have kind of uh been there but i think we're going to be coming back more and more you guys are going to hear long rips like this so i think this one was over an hour and 40 minutes after we had already done an hour and a half and you know that's the thing is with these guys we get on rips. We love each other, and it's one of those things where we have a damn good time and can and talk very open and honestly. And I think that's encouraging for I the, a lot of the, the 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 male population out there that gets shit on a lot that doesn't have the recognition that doesn't um, <clears throat> really get uh, to do what it I don't know what the world doesn't want it to do. So you know if you're looking for something you know that's gonna kind of warm you up from the inside and maybe something that's a little bit more relatable. I think radical going forward is going to be that it may not be a weekly thing, uh, but it definitely is going to be something that is a value, something that is authentic and something that I'm proud to put in front of you if I'm going to you know, take your time and you're going to spend time with us, that's what I want to give you. I want to give you something that's going to add value to your life, that's going to make you feel good, that's going to plug you in, that's going to grow you as a human being. And that's what Radical is going to be about. So it'll be a mixture of people going forward. Uh, but you know, the, the core tenets, uh, of principle, man, they are going to be as thick and upfront as ever. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you guys are great. And thank you guys for spreading the message. If you love the show, go out there, retweet it, think about sharing it with a friend, sharing it with your family, uh, and, and bringing people in because we're trying to get so many people on the mission right now that, uh, boy, I mean, it is, it is the number one cause for liberty. So enjoy the episode. Cool brand clothing, specifically the
1: pants
2: while you're down at Shane's Place. What are cool brand clothing? You,
0: you never oh heard of cool? God. K-U-H-L?
2: A... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's kind of like Architeric's, a uh, little more affordable, but still. Yeah,
1: yeah. The reason I say that is because when I went out there the first time, and I think it was when we came back. We came back and changed because like our pants were wet because the ground was fucking soaked. And after after we uh, Shane and I both changed, we come back down to the kitchen to hang out with him and the family. And we're both I think we're both wearing pro- almost the same exact pair of pants. And then we're both wearing like a black T shirt or something. And, and uh, Shane's wife was just like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this?
0: <laughs> what kind of cult are you starting?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's like did you guys like organize this we're like nope but it's pretty dope that it happened
2: <laughs> it's so funny man no that's awesome i think i have a pair uh that's it i'm gonna fucking dude have i have like wear... four
1: fucking pairs That is my favorite brand of jeepa G- pant
0: now dude they're, they're i mean for for the money and in value those things are yeah. i mean you can i mean minus getting them stained i mean those things are fucking indestructible i mean yeah i've had pairs for years now and they are just pff, tried and true. So
2: so I'm between that and um rocking my Patagonia shit that I still have. Like the Patagonia? literally like the Patagonia Patagonia makes good multi-cam. stuff, man. Patagonia's got some really nice pants too. And it was it was issued and I didn't have to pay for it. That's, Dude, all right, cool. What a,
0: what a good show that would be is for a bunch of veterans to talk about fucking great gear.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I wear it and I'm like, does did the, the shit that like special ops was given that they spent this much money on, was it worth it? Or it's like, Oh, when you wear these in like the real world, they fucking suck. And yeah. so of course on a deployment, they fucking suck.
0: Yeah. I'll or, tell you or what, maybe
2: they're awesome. I don't know. That was like, the... I might have to wear my assault shirt for when we go out. Yeah. Up the,
0: hill. The, the first thing that we ever got to kind of detach ourselves was, was footwear. And my first pair of Keens, I think it was 2000, Four when I when I got them, I think it was about the time they launched. Man, I had never worn like it's it's more of an open uh, toe box instead of a you know like a, a closed toe box like Solomon's and the rest of those guys.
1: Like a square toe box, you mean?
0: Yeah, m- you know, much broader for I mean, like yeah. guys guys with hobbit feet. And um, I got to tell you, man, like I got a pair of those, and I was like, oh my god, you don't even have to break those things in. You can just fucking wear them around. And the more you wear those things around, the, the more comfortable they get i've got a pair downstairs that i have beat the fuck out of for about five years and i refuse to get rid of them like they're done like they they're 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 about there and man i won't get rid of those things just because they're so fucking comfortable
1: dude that's how my garments are Garmont bifidas yeah like i got those preparing for deployment back in i think i got them in 2016 like mm-hmm. leading up to the deployment i still love to wear them those things are so fucking comfortable like <laughs> And I like, they, I, I literally just bought them once
2: and they're still like rocking and in great shape right now. Hmm. I'm going to test something that I've had for a while, but I haven't tested it like really like hiking around the woods, like humping it with a pack on. Um, but you know, like the on running shoes, hmm. they, they, they made hiking boots too. And I'll, and I, so I tried them. They, so their whole thing, you go to like onrunning.com, you can try any pair of shoes. They'll mail them to you. You can wear them for 30 days. And if you don't like them, you can return them for your money back. Like what other shoe can you even try that on? So you can actually test a shoe and be like, oh, this is like a good fucking running shoe or whatever. And I've started wearing them. I've loved everything from their like just regular sneakers to their um like trail shoes is what i ran for my big event and but i haven't worn their hiking boots outside of like fucking walking around you know parking lots so i'm like how are these gonna like withstand something like this
0: are you you're wearing them out here
2: yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna check them out because i've liked them just as like a shoe that i've eaten around the yard but do they last in something like this what
0: model is it
2: uh, I don't know. I think it's the only hike when I bought them. They were the only hiking boot. So see if you can filter for,
0: is that it? The, uh, the, the cloud rock Two waterproof.
2: Yeah. But they have, they make their shoes in like a bajillion different colors. So I think that's it.
0: Yeah. I think that is it, man. That's, that's the only boot that I've seen so far on their site. I've, I've seen these. I've never actually heard any, anything good, bad, or indifferent. You know, there's, uh,
2: they look like air maxes. they really do so they're like their running shoes and their cross trainer shoes have been that one yeah that's them because that's the color i have swiss um yeah and like imagine (laughs) (laughs) imagine just being able to like try a fucking hiking boot for 30 days and if you don't like it mail it back no matter how much you've beaten it up and you get your money back
0: dude that's not cheap man 219 that's a that's a that's not a cheap boot at all
2: a nice boot there. is, it, is you that can waterproof try it on and if it sucks get your to get your money back is that Maybe i mean
0: I, don't get me wrong like i'm not above paying 200 for a good pair of hiking boots like if you're not you're you're gonna fucking feel it later like you really yeah. will but um yeah like is this is, this is waterproof or all yeah, weathers these
2: are waterproof i have their cross trainers i have yeah. are uh waterproof and that's what i wore that memorial day event where i did like 17 and a half miles for six hours Hmm. that's what i that's what i wore and they were they've been rock solid i've been wearing them for my train up for that and i continue to wear them they're not like falling apart or anything like they're so i'm like well will their fucking hiking boot be or is this gonna am i gonna regret this (laughs) one hour in
0: dude gear reviews yeah so for this jordan you know like when we get out there man um Really, we're going to step off from my house, and you know it takes what do you say, maybe twenty five, thirty minutes to get out there, Mike. Um it Didn't
1: feel that long. Yeah, maybe, it's not maybe long. Twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely not all that long yeah. to get out of there
1: on an empty stomach, like with the shrooms. Like
0: it's it's going to start hitting, yes. and but by, by the time it starts to hit, we should be lights out, and we'll we'll turn on. Um, you know, well, we we won't turn on any lights after that, but like you'll basically be on the dirt by the tree and waiting for sun up. Right, sun up is kind of like the coming into phase two, right? So phase one, you just really want to relax and you want to submit, you want to let that stuff take control, and you want to go inside. I would definitely recommend, um, you know, if you if you got to go in and fight, man that's that's what it is sometimes sometimes you got to fucking go in and fight but if you can go in and like reach out to the universe of everybody else who's tripping their balls off right now and like feel like hey hey guys like like i'm here for the love right like that's a better experience than going in like all right fucking show me your shit and i'm gonna tell you the fucking way it is like that's a tough way to go um but sometimes it's got to be done man like (laughs) that's a tough way to go um, but from there, you know, the, the, di- after through your trip, you're going to be like, Oh my God, this is like, this is next level. This is incredible. And, you know, once you start to come out of it as the sun's rising, that's where the, like, that's where the real that's the magic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is amazing from then on. Right. It's like kind of the price of admission. Um, so and what it, you, it, surprised at if the... you have
2: to relearn how to stand. Weren't you weren't you telling me how uh, you guys saw like the trees glowing yeah last time I've yeah, never was, never
0: seen it that like was,
1: that. that that was a that was a pretty rare situation from my understanding
0: yeah so I mean it's possible um, we had a little bit of rain today but I don't think we're gonna get anything else um, from here out so it could be dry by then but basically the all the lichen on the trees is growing algae and as soon as it got soaked after a drought, Like it just went, wham! And like I'm thinking in my mind, holy fuck! The visuals this time around are incredible, and it was everything. The thing is, is everything's covered in lichen out here. Everything is covered. Like if it's if it's dead on the ground, it's got lichen on it. If it's a tree, it's got lichen on it. If it's a fucking rock, it's got lichen on it. And so like Mike kind of looks over me. He's like, I might be tripping, (laughs) but does it look like the trees are fucking glowing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, uh fuck yeah, it looks like the trees are glowing like they were plugged in, like glowing green. The algae just was just like whap. And it was like That's a
1: crazy. white green because of the because of the lichen.
0: It's fucking nuts. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: And I'm then you also had then you also had like the sunlight breaking through the fog. It was just like it was a a perfect storm of just different levels of ambiance.
0: We'll have a little bit. We're, we're gonna have a fucking great dinner. Um, we're gonna stop on the way back at the butcher shop before you know, just to kind of talk and kill time, show you guys around a little bit, and to get some good eats. Because I mean, you know, we'll we'll come in, we'll have a good breakfast uh, slash lunch afterward, and then we'll kind of you know hang out and do what we do, maybe record a show or some shit. Um, and then when we're done with that, we'll go down and fucking feast, and it's gonna be good. Like
2: so. So what is the, all right, we're all showing up tomorrow.
0: You can show is up tomorrow. We, Everybody else. Okay, is,
2: they're showing up Friday, Friday morning,
0: early, early Friday okay. morning. Yeah.
2: And so it's that night that we're like throughout the night that we're doing it. No, the next morning when we first wake up no. Saturday morning, like 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah.
0: You'll, you'll get yeah. a really, okay. you'll get a really good night's sleep. And then, um, we'll, we'll, uh, convene down in, uh, the, the kitchen, you know, sneak out of the house um uh, we'll, we'll eat uh you don't have any aversion to honey or anything right okay um obviously you don't, really,
1: you don't even really need the honey like i'm not gonna lie the f- it doesn't taste that bad
2: i heard so many yeah, when I've horror had, stories no yeah. when i've done it before it like, just tastes it, no. like it tastes like dirt and you're like all right and then you fucking eat it and then it's over i don't
0: well let me let me tell you guys um and maybe this comes from a little bit more once you eat about eight to 10 grams of fucking dried okay. mushroom. Yeah. Right. And
1: that's a, that's a literal mouthful without. gay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. And so <laughs> <Too late. laughs> yeah, you do that and you go out and maybe your, your belly sours a little bit like that honey okay. is, that honey's there to help your, your belly. That's so, fair.
2: Yeah. That's
0: fair. Just, yeah. Eight
2: grams is a hot. <laughs> I'm trying to think like what I've had before. I don't know how many grams I've had, but it was like, I want to say two or three caps, but I don't know what that, is that
0: a you're probably looking at less than two and a half grams yeah yeah which i mean listen, this was a long
2: time the, ago this was young here
0: here's the amazing <laughs> thing about what's going to happen out here this place is powerful and i, I kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit more but maybe you know on on my show is is maybe a little more appropriate like the spiritual side of this and, and really understanding you a
1: little cross-pollination no yeah. do it on your show and then talk about it on yeah
0: you know, I'm, I'm recording this right now by the way yes and and so oh, really well yeah and i was gonna tell you guys no matter what but i thought you know like we always have these fucking great conversations. Just have this thing ready for afterwards and, yes. and we'll do this. Right. But like there, there is something to like, on your uh, Patreon. yeah, I, I don't yeah. do any of that kind of shit anymore. I should. Um, really? yeah, no, I'm trying, trying to stay away from Fiat as much as possible. We're, we're we've got something coming in, in, in the works. But. <laughs>
2: oh, good. Cause I thought I was still paying your ass
0: are you man if there's if there's a fucking nest egg over there at patreon after i told him to cancel then you
2: might want to check it you (laughs) might want to check it because i'm pretty sure i'm still like five dollars a month or something Damn,
0: namaste my man like thank you um but this intersection of religion and science that is becoming more and more apparent, you know, where you get to get into like string theory and all that fun stuff with what religion is like the, the vibration and energy fields and dimensional shift in like, this is, this stuff is stuff that I did not, could not understand before. And now it's like, I flirt with it on almost a daily basis. And, And I mean that in like, Well,
1: that's, that's specifically why I've been having fun writing about complex adaptive systems, because like when you, when you get to the point of understanding, like all these different, like all the different levels of like, like each one of our bodies is a complex adaptive system. It's maintaining itself, right? The, the, the weather of the planet is a complex adaptive system that's maintaining itself, the ecology, and then the whole planet of like all these different systems maintaining itself is its own. You can expand it out to the solar system. You can expand it out to the galaxies. You can expand it out to the whole universe. Yeah, And then you can you can start to use that to kind of blend the lines between religion and science because it's like it, in at that point where you understand that that's how the universe works, literally every single atom matters.
2: To- Do you know what links religion and science? I, I think I just had – you just – this is an epiphany that is just hitting me right now as you said that. But, like, what is the link between religion and spirituality? Is that what you said? Or, or science and, and spirituality? Speaking truth. I feel like it's the truth which is found in, through economics, in a wow. sense. Like, that is yeah. the link between them. That's how you find, like, what is everyone's motivation? When it truly comes to it, what is your motivation? It's to find truth.
0: Because you have to communicate with other beings if you see them that way and if you're getting really crazy you know you're like just different experiences which you know for the initiated that means something right like you know if if you're just as energetic force and everything is an energetic force and everything comes from an energetic force so you're just experiencing yourself and
1: everything is just a reshuffling of energy
0: right so
1: or 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 a more complex uh energy storage system right that's what life is
0: and so it, there's this, you know, idea that I think, you know, and I, honestly, I try to practice it. Some people talk about manifestation. I think you can actually slip between, um, kind of, I hate the term realities, but I think because if something is possible, then anything is possible. Kind of, kind of the idea that if we're here, then we've done this, we, you know, this, this whole thing is one of the, it's a continuum, Right. And when you look at like,
1: because the past and the future is now.
0: Energetic fields they look like donuts, right? Energetic fields look like donuts, and so if you can sit there and just recycle the whole damn thing, you can sit there and say, okay, if this exists, well, then this has to exist infinitely, and if this can exist infinitely, it can exist in better situations and worse situations for the you know basic human mind. So, can you energetically take yourself and vibrate to the place where? you believe is better right and i'm not saying it's equal or any of those things like i know man and the thing is is like and, and you're I re-
2: saying this with this fucking thing behind your head with the, all the arms like yeah like they're all reaching for truth
0: dude what what and i said
2: emanating out of your bald oh, head it's dude. beautiful well, and and and
1: shane like not to cut you off on sure. your train of thought go for but it, it. This, this also touches on what i believe dreams are I believe dreams are your your consciousness tapping into or dropping into any one of these other versions of reality. And then that's also what deja vu is. Deja vu, like, feels like you've experienced it before because you have, just not here.
0: Yeah. I'll tell in you a what.
1: different existence and a different thread of,
2: like, time. It's like you've done it.
0: Yeah. And he... so...
2: Through positivity, you can transport yourself to a different reality that is yes. more conducive with well, and, and it's, your it's moral not, or philosophical outlook.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. But it's not but it's 100%. not just positivity, it's negativity too. Yeah. Negativity it, does it, but it's easier to fall into.
0: Dude, and, and Mike, that is probably the more important thing as you're discovering what you can quote unquote manifest or slip into understand that you need to protect your thoughts. You need It's to pre- so
1: hard. It,
0: it gets easier. Um and I will tell oh, yeah. you I will tell you with practice you that's what consciousness is. Consciousness is protecting your thoughts. Yeah. So if you can pre- be here in present in real time and setting things like, you know, these crazy devices, right? Like take you to a a bad place and like you you said it like hey i gotta put away twitter because twitter is one of those things that like creates bad thoughts bad vibrations and if you can think it whether you are trying to get there and fall backward or not because that's what your focus is like that's your vibration like that's it, 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 it has this effect on your field so protect your thoughts and that comes with like great creativity that comes with absorbing knowledge it comes with being around your family and
1: so, so, but like, but this isn't, it isn't just physical. All right. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not, it isn't just psychological because uh, in one of the many documentaries I've recommended to you guys, um, the, there's a a Dr. Greer documentary that is close encounters of the fifth kind. And it's, it's, it's mostly a UFO thing, but they get into like the meditate, like meditation and consciousness stuff that we're talking about. And there's a theoretical physicist in there. I think his first name's Michael. Michael is somewhere in there. It's either first or last. I can't remember his name. But he talks about a study that blew my fucking mind with regards to they took a random... So, like, in the documentary, Dr. Greer and a couple other individuals, including Russell Targ, who's a theoretical physicist, who's a very successful theoretical physicist, did a lot of work in, like, lasers and shit, and remote viewing, by the way. They made 120 grand off of using remote viewing to predict what stocks were going to do. The CIA did with Stanford research Institute back in the seventies, wow. crazy fucking shit. That's awesome. Um, but so like these guys all talked about how by using a basic binary computer, like a random number generator of just doing like, you know, ones and zeros, or you have, or like for this example, they had a random number generator that was hooked up to a computer where every number pertained to a specific color. On the on the color spectrum i don't know all the different colors but they could use consciousness and intent to change the color of the light by expressing just like interest on like a number or the color or the like in the so like it gets even weirder because the the study that like they were actually talking about was they took a, they took a, a perfectly cubical room, like a square room, gridded it off so they could measure like everything on it, and then they took a, a light hooked to a random number generator, and the reason they made the grid was that for the random numbers that were generated, it would pertain to specific spots within the room where the light would shine. So it would just randomly ba- bounce the light around throughout the room. Then they took a plant, a pot and a plant, and they would put it in different positions of the room, different corners, and you let the you let the timer run long enough, and the light starts spending an inordinate amount of time shining on the area of the room that the plant is in, huh. regardless of where they change the plant's location. So they started like these theoretical physicists are now starting to conclude that it's not just the psychological aspect of being able to manipulate real- reality. They believe that life itself has a pulling gravitational effect to manipulate reality around it. <sighs> I love it. Yeah,
0: I fucking love that. Yeah. That's incredible. The world doesn't revolve around you. Might be the greatest fucking lie there ever was. Yeah, yeah. Because it's fucking crazy. That dude. that's crazy. Like that. That is. It, it, and here is the other thing: is it kind of makes sense, man? I mean. Literally, if you're if you're the ultimate, you're the consciousness, and you're trying to experience it at all at infinitum makes perfect sense.
1: Eventually, you're going to expand so far you want to re like re experience yourself.
0: Yeah, try to re- think about it.
1: that, or think about the fact that like you look at a thermal scan of brain cells and neurons in the brain, and it looks an awful lot like the way the universe organizes itself.
2: Yeah. What if, um, what if we've gotten to this point, like as a civilization, because like the early, like think of like the earliest man, there were people that were more warriors, whether it was just like, like protecting your family or a tribe or something. Right. And they probably had to connect with other warriors to probably figure out how to cope with like some of the shit that they've seen. Right. And a lot of them probably discovered shit like we're talking about doing dude. Yeah. And they, they were, they were like, Oh, we're kind of seeing things on a different plane. And that's, we're just kind of retapping into like this very natural. It's all been written coping mechanism to the reality of of like warfare or conflict or struggle and search for
0: the truth. The fact that we have dudes that are going to be getting together in a forest to look inward and at their history together this weekend. The, the, the idea that this survived, I mean, look around. I mean, when you look at what's happened, and this doesn't start with America. Like, this goes back to the fucking Catholic Church. And you're sitting there going like... It goes back to
1: the Egyptians.
0: Yeah, like, dude, the powerful have known and really fucking fought exactly what we are doing. And it, the fact that it's not only surviving, but it's now starting to thrive in, an, in 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 a a better, I should say, a better aligned incentive system. The fact that that's what's happening now inside of this incentivized system—that is, I mean, you want to talk about like proof of work? Like, holy fuck! Like this, this kind of healthy stuff. Where guys are on missions, guys have passion. Guys are, you know, thinking about how they're going to leave a positive legacy on this world, and not how I'm going to take all these skills and be the best fucking warrior. Like, no man. Like, we did all that kind of shit. That stuff is dumb, right?
2: Yeah.
1: I had a leg yeah. day today, guys, and I forgot I worked out, and I just found out that my legs hurt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude.
0: <clears throat> It's all this weight
2: speaking of leg day shane this is what i'm gonna do i've got some sh- i gotta pick up my car i gotta get some shit done around here yeah and i'm coming and i don't know if it's i don't know if tonight yeah or tomorrow night would be the a good night to like just do like a mile down and back or something whether it's from your house you don't you don't have to do it with me but like
0: i'll go walk dude i walk. I could like go test yeah. some
2: stuff out and i could I'm just thinking, uh, I don't know. I'm just like a, uh, this is the prepper in me, like, fuck. I got a whole fucking day that I'm free now. I could go fucking recon this shit.
0: There's a fucking mountain out here. That if you want to go all the The way, whole ass mountain, dude. dude. It's it's uh, (laughs) it's three miles to the top from my house. It's just gravel. Nobody out there. Nothing. And you know, peaceful hike to the top. Fucking amazing view out to the uh, the west. Yeah take everybody up there Friday night and start talking about this shit. That'd be fucking rad. That'd be dope. (laughs) Fucking make it happen. Uh, fucking four guys. Yeah. That's, that's easy. Well will make us all ready to, to sleep too. Fuck. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, that's why I was thinking this, the whole peer to peer thing. A lot of these conversations talk about like, look, these are all the things you need to do, right? Like you need to keep like hitting it and stay in shape and go to the gym. And, Eat healthy and think mentally, like all these things. So when we have these events and like get-togethers and stuff, like why don't we showcase some of that? Like, let's get some fucking physical activity on. Let's do something just to be like, we're not just talking about it. We're being about it.
0: Yeah. So I post my workouts, bro. Proof of work, <laughs> man. Sometimes, sometimes when the uh, sky's pretty, that's when I post mine. But like, if it looks like a bag of shit some mornings and like fuck this well plus plus like there's like I know you guys
1: feel this too it, you know, like, it, it feels good to go and do shit and not fucking post it online
2: yeah I was I, I wish- got into a really like uh good groove of like workouts and stuff and where I was like yeah I'm gonna fucking post this I'm like hitting it and then it was like well I've hit like a good steady like I'm kind of where I need to be. I don't, I'm not trying to like it super gains. I'm not trying to. So I, I'm like, why am I still posting this shit when it's like, nobody gives a shit what you're doing. Just fucking stick to talking about war, dude.
0: Boy, um, I, I
1: like, I like posting this shit just because I'll get people that are just like, dude, I needed this to get me in the gym today. So that's like, true. That's the point,
0: dude. I I'm all Most for it. man. For like, I mean, dude going in lifting, like improving himself. I think dudes need to see that. And I think, you know, it, it needs to push him. I mean, it really do. Like, God damn it. Like, what am I doing in my life? Like, yeah, I need to go. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I,
1: like, I get that shit too where I'll just, like, I'll take a couple days off and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I need to go. Like, I'm like, being a pussy right this now. This
0: time of year when it's getting dark in the morning, like, you know, the thing is, is like in the summer down here, you had to get out early if you're going to take the dog because you don't want to burn his fucking feet, right? Yeah. So, like, you get out, you fucking do the morning thing, and now all of a sudden, it's fucking... Darker later, and you're like, oh, I can sleep in a little. I can sleep in. Oh, yeah. dude, it's like it's yeah.
1: like honestly though, like lie. <laughs> I, I I've actually been learning to enjoy winter more because yeah. the darker hours last longer. I want to be able to wake up and it's still dark out. Because like if you if I if I'm to do that right now, like this far down south, like I'm I think I'm basically on the, almost on the same level as you, Shane. Maybe a little yeah. bit farther.
0: It's naturally um, very dark.
1: Well, but not only that, but, like, during the summer, like, down here, it gets light a lot earlier than it does back in Iowa.
0: Yeah. For a while, it does. Um, yeah. Yeah, because having experienced summers in Michigan and, and living in both places, you know, like, when we go up mid-summer uh, to northern Michigan, man, like, it's fucking light forever. Like, 11 o'clock at night, it's fucking light. And you're just like, yeah, this is amazing. I wonder what it's like on the, uh, what is it, in the summer solstice, where you know, it's light, probably close to damn 12, you know, that's a weird thing to experience, man. It Dude. Really is. So
2: yeah. Like imagine Alaska, like you're,
0: yeah. I don't know I if that get, I could do it.
2: I would get like in the summers, I would get off of work. At, me and my buddy would get off at like two in the morning. The sun just went down below the horizon. We go and hit up the there. golf course because it's closed, but the sun, you can still see we'd go play like 18 holes and then we'd fucking go to bed, and wake up, and it was still oh the sun's been up for three hours after I slept for six. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. It's what, but then you, but then in three months you're starting to flip back the other way to where you have like
0: six hours, hours of the
2: sun being up, and then eighteen hours <laughs> of oh, it being down. God, my, my fucking system for like the seasons is so fucked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've always thought I would hate that man like there's parts Bye. of me that want to like visit the north like really north but man I'll t- the, the respect that I have for guys that are like fuck everybody I'm going out I'm going to live somewhere in the middle of the Alaskan bush or the fucking you know British Columbia on um, the fucking Rockies which might even be more hardcore but like you're just sitting there like those guys like chop wood they built a fucking cabin probably by hand Out of the the natural stuff around them, and they fucking just survive, dude. You want to talk about a lot of respect now that you know I'm a homesteader and like got a family and all that kind of stuff. You're thinking the amount of fucking finesse and their skill that they have to have is yeah off the fucking charts.
2: Yeah,
1: and you learn how to fix fucking everything. Yeah, because you have to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm not saying it's glamorous. But damn it, I mean, at the end of the day, like nobody's fucking with those guys. I'm
1: a useful motherfucker. That's what it means.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so useful they don't want to fuck with me. Like you're that total existence is just an act of defiance, and that's that's the coolest thing in the. I mean, if you got to that point and you did it with grace, oh, what a fucking badass.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's that kind of ties into all the citadel stuff that you know Alex is always talking about, like building shit like that and. And then it extends from your own homestead to, like, building your community. And, dude, it's fucking motivating. I'm, like, so fucking pumped.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, I mean, Mike knows how it is. You leave one of those fucking conventions, you're just glowing. Like, you got, yeah. you got so many thoughts, so many ideas. You're
1: exhausted, but you're glowing at the same time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Dude, I was not feeling well out there. I don't know if you heard it in my fucking voice or not, but, like, I think it was Wednesday that I started feeling bad, and then thursday and friday i was just like i was eating my weight in fucking cough drops like i'd you know, taken tons Been of fucking there. advil cold and sinus took, and benadryl all at the same time dude yeah. you know what benadryl does to me it fucking just oh, wiped out
1: yeah, oh, like, yeah i get it like if i if i fight the sleepiness of benadryl oh. it sends me into a high where i'm super focused
0: that's what I fe- i felt like you know things were doing this out there and yeah. you know I don't know if that's because you're more in tune with vibration now and all that kind of stuff I, I have no idea but I will tell you right now there were some fucking brain patterns that were interrupted by the amount of shit I was taking and <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was not feeling good and it was still awesome fi-
2: I think five seconds into like meeting Shane face to face for the first time and hugging it out. He was like, dude, if I sit down, I'm fucking done.
0: (laughs) And that's not me.
2: (laughs) And now I know why I was like, yeah, but y'all, when, when did y'all get there?
0: Monday or like I left here early Monday.
2: That's rough because I imagine Corey is probably like, he's permanently out there or like he's headquartered out there. Right. And so for him, it's not a shift or anyone around him. For everyone coming from the East Coast and traveling to go do something like this, we start your week off like time shift and you're still doing work.
0: We had people in from Australia, Morocco, the Canary Islands, UAE, like the entire company was there. And like those guys are everywhere. So like I mean, I think there was somebody who flew over twenty-eight hours from South Africa to get over here. Which brought up, you know, fantastic conversations of like, why don't they fly over Antarctica? Right? And you're like <laughs> Dude, those conversations yeah. were everywhere. Alien conversations. Like you were just like, dude, go. Keep keep going. I want to hear everything you got. Some of it's bullshit. <laughs> but some of it's fucking awesome.
2: Some of it's fucking on it. Yeah, it is. Dude, could you imagine seeing like they need a, I'm picturing like a map of the whole world. And it's all these nodes of all those countries that you mentioned, like people came from all to come to Pacific Bitcoin and what, like those are the countries that are kind of like getting it right. Isn't that a fucking signal right there? And so what are they doing there that, that these are the people that are flying to Santa Monica for something like this?
0: I'll tell you what. Yeah. They've got something special, man. Because you take, you take people from all over the world that want to, like, I think you have to badger the people to, to be there, right? Like, you got to kind of be like, what are you guys doing? Hey, what's this? What, what's this position? What are you doing over here? What, what's this other position you guys got going on? Right? Like, they just know you. They know you want to fucking, you know, go in there and kill it with them. And so you get in and you're like, oh my God, like these people from different industries who are incredible at what they do. I mean, just incredible. And you, I mean, there's a hundred plus people now. So to think that you got that kind of, you know, population going so far and they're super tight about HR. Like, I mean, their HR, they're doing a lot of work. I mean, to try to keep culture what it is. And it's, I mean, that's, that's really something pretty amazing. to me. in this, in this day and age where so much of HR outside of that industry has totally fucking sold out and not only sold out, but like, not done exactly what their mission shouldn't be which is the the management and not the fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> that was like my mind blowing. There's not much there so not of the fuse blowing. The
0: fuse. Oh man, who says plant medicine isn't good for you? Conversations, morons. yeah.
1: It's typically morons that say it. Yeah. Because they're also typically the ones that say, Oh, you should get on this
2: pharmaceutical.
0: Hey, uh, you, know, yeah. you know
2: what? And I don't know if you're still recording this and you may not want to talk about this, Mike, but um on the Andrew Howard episode, yeah. Uh he was talking about like the health benefits of smoking, and I was kind of wondering what your take was, Mike, on like you know, the health side of that. Had you done any Research or anything, I felt like maybe you, if you had any other information, you didn't necessarily want to like. Well, the like oh that's bullshit. Just the the reason the reason that I didn't like chime up,
1: like like chime in or speak up or whatever. And
2: I'm not saying it is bullshit. I have no idea. I'm open minded.
1: No, like the no the reason the reason I didn't chime chime in or like push back or say anything was because I don't know. Like I've like in the last couple of years, like I've started like just revisiting some of the studies I've seen over the past of just like, like strictly stating that smoking tobacco like causes all these cancers. I'm of the, I'm honestly of the position that it's really more like the Marlboros that have all the different chemicals and like nickel shavings and shit dropped into them yeah. versus something like an American spirit where it's just like straight tobacco. Cause I'm not going to lie. I got to tell you guys, like for like the last, couple weeks as i've been like you know on the job hunt stressed out i have smoking smoking, but i've been smoking the american spirits
0: and you right. just jack and steal dude I, i've seen some of your shit man and you're like you're like you're going in there and i don't know what kind of weight you're throwing away around but i was like damn fucking I, mike i was
1: lunging 80s today yeah
0: i was like mike is moving some fucking serious weight man and you know the fact that if you've been stressed out and like you know putting yeah. in tobacco and that ups testosterone then you know, yeah. right on. And,
1: that, and that's another thing, too, is that I, I think it is actually pretty possible that smoking cigarettes does increase testosterone. Yeah.
0: I mean, look at the guys that smoke cigarettes. They fucking ride bulls. They're like the Marlboro <laughs> man yeah. isn't like he's not a fucking beauty queen, right? Like that motherfucker has had one hell of an interesting rough life. And yeah, he's
1: yeah that's and it's always the dark horse guys right right at least in like at least in like hollywood nowadays like all the people that smoke cigarettes they're the guys that are like fuck you
0: yeah and and some of it's the like, best guys do what i ever want kn- some of the best guys i ever knew that were hard asses smoked fucking cigarettes for sure
1: and some of the best fucking workers i've met fuck yeah
2: now there's a lot of workers that
0: <laughs> use a it as a, a crutch
1: yeah
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah It's smoke Whoa. time
2: <laughs> Shane, you might you might uh, know this better because I feel like you know more about maybe some like indigenous stuff, especially in Georgia. But I did tobacco come from like Europe, or was it already here and like something that the natives were using?
0: Yeah. So, like, even for- and the
2: same question for which I'm pretty sure is true for like mushrooms. Yeah. Like that had to have been something already here that the native culture was using a worldly thing.
0: Yeah. And not only is it a worldly thing, but I think you could probably get back into, um, pottery, right? Like a lot of times when you find pottery, um, because it survived, it's a, it's a, it's a better made, um, dish than just your average, like what you would use. So like a lot of times, anything that survives, it's ornate or something that's well-built Uh, was used in ceremony and this is this is something that's really interesting uh the guy uh, brian Moraski in the uh key to immortality talked about this quite a bit in his research and so what he did is he started like doing all sorts of samples on these like um you know what do they call them like uh it's, it's a where you smash something and forgive me for not
2: I, I don't know. You know what I'm talking the big, about? The bowl. Yeah. Where they yeah,
0: it's like a bowl with that it. that thing where well, they.
1: Were, yeah, the the herbalist will make a poultice out of a plant. Yes. By just grinding yeah. it in. They'll
0: just grind it right, and so they could take samples of these things and actually find that they had psychedelic substances in a lot of them throughout, like ancient Mediterranean, uh, northern horn Horn of Africa, the uh, even up into the Germanic tribes, like where they were doing stuff with punch and you know like big beer and wine. And so, yeah, this uh, this was happening not only here, but it was happening all the way down on, you know, like Central and South America. There's a, a really uh, strong, clean tobacco called jeez, uh, Hop. No, no, it's not hape hape's is jungle cocaine. You don't want to do that shit. Um, the uh, cheese going uh, Pete. I'm going to. Cheesy Pete. Mapacho is what it, Mapacho is what it's called. And Mapacho was actually introduced to me, uh, by Tom Tabor out here. And so when he brought it out, he's telling me about like, you know, what it is and all that kind of stuff. I was actually very clued into like, you know, this did you is,
1: bring that up when I was out there. Somebody has brought that substance up to me before and I'm pretty sure I've used it. And what is that like bubble?
0: I don't know, man. Did you see that? I did see that. That's wild.
1: What the shit was that?
0: I don't know. It's not even recorded anymore, so we don't even have proof. Really? Yeah, that's wild. We what should... the fuck, dude? That is funny.
1: Jordan, like we, you're on mute. We can't hear you.
2: <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I didn't see the like button, dude.
0: It was sitting like right
2: up a little bit, here. right there, right there. It was—it was... It was literally an animated
1: bubble of just like a like thumbs up, and I'm just like, what the. F-? FBI is clearly listening in.
2: Well, of course people are listening yeah. in. We titled like, it. I, the first word in the title is Israel. Of course they were listening because
1: like there, there isn't even an option for us to interact with like the fucking dude, Dewey right I, now. Like,
0: I've had my hands like this for a while. I think that's funny.
1: Fucking FBI, dude.
0: Or or maybe let's just let's just say maybe um, the guys that make Streamyard are really cool dudes. So the fact that, you know, may, you know, they're like, maybe there's like something, Listening in. well, maybe, <laughs> well, maybe, that'd be bad. That'd, maybe don't do that StreamYard. Huh? but I'm sure if you did, and this was an amazing conversation and you wanted to pop in here and join us, this is all being recorded. So I, I don't, <laughs> that's up to you. I dare you, but go ahead. <laughs> <Dinner> um, <laughs> right? um, either way, um, or maybe it's just the algorithm going, yeah, keep talking. This is awesome. Like, you know, having guys around I like,
1: don't know man that was fucking I weird. That, it was perfectly placed to not interfere with your face. Yeah.
0: That was interesting. Yeah. Huh.
1: I don't even know what the fuck we were we we're talking about Pacha. Uh
0: <laughs> Mopacha. Mepo- <Mepacha>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Somebody <laughs> so, has exposed that to me before and I'm pretty sure I've smoked it.
0: Yeah. That's it's fairly common, man. Um I think that's what uh Andrew was uh smoking when we were down in Miami in twenty twenty two. Can't believe I missed you down there that year, Mike, dude. You were having a good time that year, it sounds like.
1: Oh, yeah. I was pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty drunk the whole fucking time.
0: Dude. You still shit coining back there? <laughs> what, what did you do? No,
1: no, I was just drinking. <laughs> I was just drinking.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I
1: had an Airbnb that was literally across the street
0: man I'll tell you what prices were a lot better this year than last year I I tried to get a place down there last minute in Miami in 2022 and I found like this place for like 800 bucks and I was like for the entire week that was cheap right and I mean so I I put in whatever it was for the Airbnb and this lady contacts me and she's like you don't mind if it's me and my cat still here (laughs) (laughs) I'll sleep at the fucking airport (laughs) 45 (laughs) fucking minutes (laughs) away. yeah Oh, it was terrible
1: like, no I'm paying you money to have my own place
0: no yeah so yeah the, couldn't, couldn't make the uh the guy on well, the couch thing to work. make you
1: feel better the place that I I got was on the seventh floor yeah and they failed to inform me that the elevator didn't work
2: <laughs> oh, so you re-
0: you're like recording that workout <laughs> yeah oh shit I forgot my key dut, dut. And, yeah <laughs>
1: I made sure not to do that. There was a couple trips of walking like in about to step off the stairs. It's like, eh, no, I'm gonna make sure I have that real quick. Jesus Christ.
2: You gotta be dedicated before you leave your house. Yeah. Yeah. Well it was a it was a commitment. You're like, am I ready for the real world? That's... And and if you're gonna go
1: back to the room in the middle of the day, you're going back for a full nap. Yeah,
0: which i tell you, what there's,
1: there's there's no climbing up that into the tower to kinda, just come right back down. You kind of need those <laughs> out
0: there, man. I mean, if I'm, if I'm I'm not lying, man, I've never worked at uh, the conference down in, in man. I can't even imagine that fucking. You don't day. want to long days. Yeah, I feel
2: like the last few days that I had because what I I flew back yesterday. I got back yesterday, like at uh, midnight. And our whole trip was me doing the dad thing, lugging luggage around from the car into the house, moving to a different Airbnb, going here, lugging. I felt like a chauffeur the whole time, which was great. We had some good, you know, family time, pool time, but I was like getting a workout in just fucking moving our caravan from from patrol base to patrol base. Fuck
0: yeah, man. Imagine having three.
2: Fuck. That's why we stopped at one.
0: Dude. you know how that happens, right? Uh I, I figured it out after a certain point, man. And I'll tell you, um I'm I'm grateful for every one of them. I will tell you there's a lot of white and gray hair developing, you know, all around here from from all that fun stuff. <laughs> Did you see uh
1: Mickey's message in the 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 core group chat. He said, "Sorry Shane, I made you feel dirty." <laughs> <laughs>
0: He uh, he tried to kiss me uh, for a picture out there, and I spilled uh, I, 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 I uh, spilled some whiskey on uh, <laughs> on Suzanne uh, Alex's wife. Man, and I felt really bad. She's like, now we're even for the chicken. And I was like, that's three hundred. No, that, no, that's the thir- three hundred fifty eggs a year. No, no, not not quite yet. But <laughs> I apologize. I'm gonna blame Mickey for for being a, a homo, but no homo. Well Gabe like I have a video of that. I
2: don't know if David David told
0: me that like he made
1: it sound like there was some like weird shit or something like that that happened. I don't know if he was talking about that. But he was like he he was saying something that felt like it was along the lines of we're glad it's you and not Mickey kind of thing. What did you guys get that? Yeah, I was like, I was just like, okay, this sounds weird, but okay. What, and no, maybe it's... I just misinterpreted or he like typed the wrong shit. I don't know, but like, I was just like, oh, I didn't think Mickey would be like
0: controversial, a
1: bad thing.
0: <laughs> well, no, and I mean, here's the reality, right? Like, it is uh, you know, October of 2023 and I think Bitcoin veterans is barely getting started. And it's one of those things where, you know, as we grow and develop and, you know, decide whatever, you know, the rest of our lives are going to look like, like sometimes, you know, I think I, I want whatever this is to just continue on. Right. I, I want somebody to, to step in, be whatever it is. that.
1: Yeah. They... Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm not trying to bring yeah. up any drama or some no, bullshit, no. but it was just like when, when Gabe mentioned that, I was like, huh, this is not what I was expecting to hear back
0: from, <laughs> I, <laughs> the, the the panel. No, I don't think it was probably. Uh, like
1: I like the maybe the one thing that I did understand out of it was that like I've seen Mickey on a couple like recorded podcasts, and I'm like I'm like dude, spice it up a little bit. You know what I mean?
0: well, <laughs> I I think that's indicative. Like people don't know how to bring energy, man. It's it's not it's yeah. it's, it's it's not something that everybody has. I mean, you two come you just have it in spades right like you guys are good time like it's it's, it's fun to be Fuck around feelings yeah yeah right like but also like let's let's do something right like let's go and let's do some sort of experience and that's like that's high energy and well, i think
2: i think too that like look some of these were there's people were kind of i think bringing up and can mentor through that process because some of them are so fucking smart that their, their star kind of skyrockets very rapidly. Sure. And, but they're not kind of ready for it. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, man, like, come talk here, like, get used to talking and just being like a fucking dude because you're straight. You're not even out of the military yet. Like, you oh. have not transitioned yet. Let's help you transition into like, you can come here and bullshit and have like a fucking good time and not worry about it. You're still like a fucking veteran, dude. We got you. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's going to be part of this whole thing is you got to, like you got to grow people, right? Like I remember who I was when I came out of the military. I mean, and you know, where you grow to after that is really kind of your own of, of your own doing. There's, you know, be a, there'd be a ton of guys out there. who would be like, fuck man. I'm like, I, I just don't have any skills that, that apply. And you're like, Dude, I know a guy that used to do your fucking job that's killing it right now. what you know one way or another and it's just attitude, right? And you yeah. know
1: well, it's it's particularly perspective. yeah because like that's also uh, a buddy of mine who was a veteran. He was the one that I I mentioned like him coming on and debating Bitcoin with everybody. Yeah. I've been kind of coaching him through a lot of shit uh over the last like six months
0: he doesn't want to debate bitcoin anymore (laughs) huh he doesn't want to debate bitcoin anymore
1: no i think he still does but he like he moved to florida Uh, and then he's been going through all the sorts of like so like he's older than me but i'm coaching him through like dating and all sorts of this other shit and like i've been training him like just over the phone as far as like working out and he's down like 45 fucking pounds or something nice and I've been having to coach him back through like the dating stuff because one, the guy's got Asperger's. Two, (laughs) he's a high functioning enough Asperger's that like he went to NYU and he's been on Wall Street on the sell side research side. Like he's making six figures, he's very successful. But then like I've been having to coach him specifically through the dating shit because his Asperger's causes him to go super analytical into like every interaction he has particularly with a woman and I'm like and it, get, it got to the point where like when I first was interacting with him he was in full he man woman hater mode and I was like no dude like slow down yeah. like we gotta we gotta start like breaking some of this shit up and start actually talking about it and like I dude I've been I've been his online coach I've been his personal trainer his fucking therapist and his dating coach Jeez. Dude should be paying me like fucking four grand a month
0: <laughs> i'm not even kidding that's what friends are for right oh man yeah yeah you gotta pay it forward a little bit sometimes the reason
1: i brought all that up was that i was telling him i'm like because like i think again it's also part of the osbergers and probably the add like if you guys haven't like that driven book like the last like jordan i would go back and read the last like four chapters
0: yeah, those are
2: probably. I the think it was over the last the one. I didn't.
0: But one of you guys was like, back. "The first six chapters are are gold." That was Jordan. He said the oh, first okay.
2: six are The six are, are gold.
0: Ten chapters? Yeah. Or how many?
2: Um, I, I was listening to it on audio. I hate this. I, of, I hate not 12. having a hard copy. 12, it might be Twelve.
0: Twelve, and and so like, there's maybe a chunk in the middle that yeah, leave or take. He was
2: talking no, no. about how to
1: sit while breathing. And stuff like he, that. He, he's talking about how to meditate yeah um but but the the last couple of chapters are actually the best because it gets in the esoteric shit like that's the really good shit like talking about like manif like kind of gets into manifestation a little bit but really more of just managing like perspective and everything
0: cool because
1: like that's like that's the hardest part is that like everything is perspective like going back to what we were talking about with like the positivity or negativity, like both of them are like pulling reality forward. Like it's all perspective. Yeah. Like it's like that. Uh, what's that proverb? The uh, like the wandering merchant or whatever. The one that's in Charlie Wilson's War, where uh, by the way I just watched that. If you guys haven't watched that movie, that is a phenomenal fucking really.
0: Movie. Okay.
1: And uh, Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman makes the entire movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's um, fucking phenomenal in that. He
1: play he plays a dark horse jaded CIA uh case officer.
0: It was like one of his last big roles, wasn't it?
1: I think so. Yeah. Um but there's like that uh that uh old proverb of like the I think Chinese merchant or something where it's just like uh his he's teaching his son how to ride a horse and and the son falls off, breaks his leg, and everyone's like, oh no, that's like that's too bad. And he's like, Well, well, we'll see. <laughs> And then because his leg was broken, the emperor comes around and con- conscripts all the young boys, but his son can't go because of the broken leg. And like everyone's like, Oh, you're so lucky. And he's like, oh, we'll see. And then something else, like something in the future happens and it's negative, and everyone's like, Oh, that's so bad. And he's like, We'll see. Right. And like it's all perspective. Yeah. That's Jeez. the whole point.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, to that point, like, I think it was last year when I was, it was about this time of year when I went out there and did, like, a really big one, right? All by myself. That was, uh, I think that was the the vision uh, where I was like, oh, we need to keep doing this kind of stuff, right? That whole last year, the shit show that was last year, to get me to that point at that tree to do what I needed to do to have the realization that was like, hey, dude, you're not 20 or even 30 anymore, like... Maybe start changing your life to where you can, like, do some real mentorship, right? Because this yeah. is one of the things that I was like, I never, ever, I was like, nah, you know, if I, I'm not that guy. You got imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff, and it's like, no, man, like...
1: I get a lot of that on the
0: daily. Dude, you shouldn't, and I'll tell you right now, like, as bright as you guys are, man, like, it is such a refreshing piece to be able to talk to guys that are like way ahead of where I was even when I was you know your age right like it's like wow like these guys figured it out fucking early man and that's that's incredible like that's I mean that's a that's a huge thing it's super smart stuff
1: yeah anyway imposter stuff imposter syndrome shit is really hard to get over get over I'm, it. I'm still retard
0: <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> the people on this show don't know what that is yet. But um I don't know, guys. I mean, how do you guys feel about doing some stuff like this afterwards? You guys good with this?
1: We can. Uh the hard part will be the consistency of doing it, which we yeah. don't even have to be consistent. It can no. be like Jocko Underground. Just yeah. like whenever.
0: Yeah, I think that's yeah. kind of what it needs to be. It needs to be spontaneous it needs to be legit and like this is fucking yeah. fun. I enjoy this. Like I need some of this kind of stuff.
1: Yep. Well this them. is so, this is specifically why I use like spaces and like just virtual chatting capability.
2: Yeah. I started looking at spaces earlier today. I was like it's just like it's it's like completely open meetings. Like hey, we're yeah. going to have a meeting and we're so transparent, anyone can join. Yep. Yeah. Like that that's all like fucking cafe but bitcoin it could just it's just like a meeting that everyone joins in on. And if you have something to contribute, you know, you say your piece and everyone just like talks and then it's like ready, break. And we all go our fucking separate ways. And well, that's,
1: that's also why like, I like people that don't use Twitter today, they don't understand any of it. Like they don't under <laughs> They don't understand what it is. They don't understand how novel it is. They don't understand why it's interesting to people like us because they don't like to talk about like, actual shit. I agree. They want to talk about how Sally down the street is fucking Bob who's across the like, you know, kitty quarter to them and everybody else is fucking their other wives and shit uh, like that. But... Right. But that's, that's all that anybody like seems to want to talk about. Yeah. Cause like, I'll tell you what, like I'm surprised we, we still haven't had this conversation. I'm actually like more happy that it gets pushed off like later and later because it just, but like when it comes to the dating market, None of these women have anything fucking remotely intelligent or interesting to say.
0: Most. I mean ladies. Most, yes. Let me let uh, me uh, smooth over what Mike just said. <laughs> as as a maybe a mature male might. Um
2: Why are you why are you single, Mike?
0: No. <laughs> Listen, that's
2: not because of that. I can tell you This is
0: not like there, there is, (laughs) I I understand the anger in this, right? Like I really do as, as a guy that was young and ambitious and took care of himself and had done some really hard fucking shit, right? A lot of it, you know, not great for the world. I, I get it. But at the time I thought it was noble, right? I, you know, I did everything played by the rules and like, then I got back to fucking reality and had a career and a life. And I was just like, what the fuck is what's going on here? And there's that there's an anger that comes into that man. And I, man, I fucking, I know that so well. And it's like, you know, trying,
1: there it is. There's the like,
0: was it? There was, it was
1: literally just there.
0: Yeah. I know it was
2: right when you were saying it's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking watching, dude.
0: I know. I know how that shit is, man. And I will tell you from fucking, you know, now a a more, I'm just older. And it's like, I look back and. You
1: see what I'm talking about, Jordan, as far as like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Somebody's watching. Because it wasn't like, it was right when he was saying just fucking awesome shit.
0: Yeah. These people interrupt. Um, But (laughs) what, what I'm saying is, there's. I was, I was a lot of times I wasn't hanging out in the right places and there were good, there were really solid, you know, girls that were thinking the same fucking thing. Like I've done all of this kind of stuff and I never really saw it from that side. And I was just like, damn, you know what?
1: Yeah. Well, and, and that's, and that's something I've been very honest with myself is that like I've passed on a lot of really quality girls in my past because I wasn't mature enough. Yeah. But, the thing the thing that I get mad about isn't it's like it's not like it's not like I'm going he man woman hater and I'm blaming like the entire sex or gender or whatever. Right. It's the the general populace is just genuinely that uninterested <laughs> in becoming an interesting person. Yeah. They don't want to do anything that is difficult. Male because and that be, yes yeah, that never, yeah well, because I mean, that's think, because that's like that's what makes somebody interesting right is doing difficult shit
0: well think and think about this though i mean they were actually the crazy con-
1: part is not even fucking difficult like the, the, most <laughs> of the, like most of the stuff to be like fucking interesting yeah is literally just spending a couple minutes to like read a source and make sure it's a quality source
0: what you're what you're trying to overcome though is 13 fucking years of sit down and shut the fuck up, you know what? Like that's no, oh, it's longer than that. I, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm very minimum, right? Like, yeah. And it was powerful because it was done around people that they liked, people that they had crushes on, people that they wanted to be cool yep. around. Like the the peer pressure to be all that shit for thirteen years. And let's face it, like even it, you know in first grade, you you got your crushes and all that kind of stuff. So like <laughs> the peer pressure started in first fucking grade like you're six, man like yep and yeah man trying to like that's weapon grade shit like that's that's amazing that it, the people that do break from that um narrative of indoctrination and fly in the face of some of the people that are closest to them because they've never heard anybody say that like think about that I mean that's that's incredibly brave And in, in America back in 20 I don't know 2020 or 2001 where people were like, dude, we shouldn't be going over there. We shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. You know, some of the Vietnam vets I remember were like, dude, I remember being that kid. Trust me. I can't explain it to you in a five minute conversation. And I thought, Oh, what a fucking coward. I, I mean, seriously, that's what I thought at that time. And I was like, yeah, that's indoctrination on another level.
1: Yeah, well, like I and like it wasn't until like it wasn't until I went on my deployment and like like I like I've said before, it's like I I didn't even see combat, but when I went on that deployment, within a couple months, I was like, this is what the Vietnam vets are talking about, like the just like the the bullshit games that the military is used for, like the very few politicians back in D.C. to benefit from. I was like, "Holy fucking shit! This is what they were talking about." And then you start to realize you're like, "God damn! I called them crazy for like so fucking long." And it's just, yeah, it, yeah, it's that that that's the that's the point where like the, the patriot in me like had had his heart broken. I was just like, "Fuck, dude! Like the well, United States is not like this,
2: fucking." fantasy that we were sold on no well to tie it back to something that i think you might have even been talking about on like the pre-show i don't even think we were recording for bitcoin veterans yet um but talking about like testosterone and like when that starts to hit when it starts to hit you right i was definitely on the show what is what is the like age demographic that the governments are targeting to recruit people for these wars. That's where they pull them from because they kinda of, they know that they're not fucking smart enough, but they're fucking gung ho enough because they're, they're at this they're age where they're like hormones f- it, so fucking peaked to fucking go at it and well, they're, they're free now. To be the dominant 18. male,
0: right? I mean, you boil it all down, you're trying to be the dominant male. And yeah. you get in there real quick and some guys are like, oh, I'm not the dominant male <laughs> right well it's also a great way of just like
1: weaponizing those dominant males to basically elect to go and get themselves killed yeah yeah which is and it doesn't it doesn't keep them back
0: in society and it doesn't matter they don't matter they are they are so removed you you, you use them and break them if they don't die fucking thoroughbreds that's what we always call them like I remember, like, I, I've got buddies, man, 13, 14, 15 deployments, right? And I know, like, some of the soft deployments are shorter term, but you know, whenever you're saying goodbye and going into a theater, you know, they, hey, you know, we're gonna do some shit. Like, that's, like, you're saying goodbye again. And that's yeah, that's a fucking, that's a traumatic event, no matter how you slice it. So, man, when, when guys come back and, you know, now they've got, you know, networks like this to plug into, like, what a fucking amazing thing.
1: Right? Yeah. Makes me feel okay about myself.
0: Yeah. Makes me feel a <laughs> lot better than I used to feel about myself. That's for damn sure. I bet. Dude, yeah. I
1: can't imagine how fucking a rough you combat guy's got it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a struggle. It's, 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 uh, it, the thing is... That that's what I, th- I think people don't understand is like post-traumatic stress is something that's going to be with you your entire life and everybody's got it. And, you know, as you mature into that stress of an event, you know, times can change for the better. That's, you know, that's something that, you know, a lot of guys don't get is like, yeah, man, you're going to maybe regret some stuff for the rest of your fucking life. That's not a bad thing because if you talk to guys that, are there or have come out of it or are thinking about going into it. Like, well, I mean, what a better, what a better resource to have.
1: Yeah. Cause it's all just learning. That, that's all the, that's all the regret is.
0: Is man, learning
2: that you did something that you're not necessarily proud of. Getting, I'm a, I'm kind of realizing how they got me. Right. Because I felt like I kind of went into it a little, like, I thought I was being more mature because in high school I at least like kind of questioned some things. Um, That's I, why he's I an graduated, officer. <laughs> I graduated in Oh three. So I had from high school. So I still had like, you know, a couple years of the post nine 11 world before I was even like, I'm going to be a, a I could even fight for this if I wanted to. And so after a couple years, it kind of seemed like maybe it's questionable, but I'm not sure I'm supposed to go to college but then I did the ROTC thing, which was just like, Oh, I'm being indoctrinated for four years while going to school, hitting like this peak of you're getting the testosterone built up and you're out in the real world and you're trying to compete with like other people that are also trying to achieve this military objective, even in school. Like that's kind of what ROTC is like. You're competing with everybody cause you want to be infantry. Right. And there's only so many slots. So you're like, fuck, I'm, I got to beat out the rest of the country for it. You go from that to like training once you actually get into the military and then you're like, all right, boom, go to ranger school. Right after ranger school, you deploy. After your deployment, you train up for, to go to fucking selection. Then you're in selection. You go to the Q course, you know, you graduate all that shit and you're back into another fucking war. And that's taken a decade of your life where you were just trying to be like the top dog alpha male working in this hierarchy system to get to the top. And by the time you start seeing the truth, you're like, Oh fuck. Like they got me back then a fucking decade ago when I started to question it, but they fucking got me to work for them for a fucking decade because I just bought into all that and tried to be like the top dog fighting for their bullshit cause. Mm. But I think you have to identify that. And once you realize it, stop doing it, like (laughs) change course and fucking fight back the best way you can.
0: And there's paths. That's the thing. Now that there's a network for it. It's like, Hey man, need something go here.
2: Well, and that's,
1: and that's the, that's part of the beauty of like what we're doing, obviously, but what has happened in the last three years? Yeah. Because they specifically tried to, squelch things out and fear everybody into totalitarianism by election. And (laughs) my favorite part is that they clearly did not realize that through the capabilities and the enablements of technology by being able to spread their fear, the counteraction was also capable of spreading just as rapidly. Right. Yeah. Or just as easily, it's not as rapid because it's the Brandolini effect by the time everybody is indoctrinated. But then at that point, it's just a matter of time before it starts to eat itself.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny is that it's the network effect again at work, right? It's like, yeah, they have a pretty good network and they've got better communication. I would, I would say, like, because they can do whatever they want and it's they have freedom to communicate however they need to communicate, whereas we have barely one outlet, right? Well, maybe a couple. But that network effect opened up more and more channels. It amplified the right people. I mean, you want to talk about signal and, you know, adding to the market and having value, you know, the amplification of, you know, what happened during that time despite a lot of the oppression. They they had they could not calculate the network effect of what people would find out and learn when given the time to sit in front of this, you know, decentralized media, like it's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, dude. It's like, I don't think everybody really values how much, how important it was that Elon pulled the 10th man. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. And I, here's the thing is I don't know which side he comes down on the end. I have no idea, but you know, this, this is going to
1: live long enough to become the villain
0: this is a very interesting period right now right where yeah there is a lot of shit going on and I don't know if it's a psyop I don't know if it's counter Intel you know that's you know got hold of something because I mean listen th- a lot of stuff that's coming out right now on the th- on the administration on people in power like, that's, that's counterintelligence like mishandling from... Of classified yeah, information. That's counterintelligence from probably not the United States. And, you know, to see that, I'm like, I'm all for other countries' counterintelligence. Like, just, yeah. j- just give it to it's me. It's like,
1: hey, uh, by the way, you guys are doing this.
0: Yeah. it's So the, you know. And the, the weird thing is, is Americans will be like, oh, you support Russia. And I mean, well, no, they're actually not doing anything except for recording our government, which in a free government, you know, we would think that everything was recorded. So the fact that they're doing a job for us that we can't do for ourselves and then releasing just the information. Now I know omissions is not the truth and all that kind of stuff, but dude, that guy over there, that guy's fucking kids.
1: You know what the really, really crazy part is? Yeah. That a lot of the shit that our government and like our intelligence agencies and our military have been doing is strictly communist and the communists are pointing out that we are using communism. <laughs> Nobody's fucking talking about that. No, no. I, I mean, like I'm not suggesting that Putin is like a good guy. Cause like, I yeah. mean, whether it's him or G or anybody else, that's going to give this kind of counterintelligence. They're doing it for their own means. Yeah. They're human. But the fact that a communist leader is pointing out we are doing communist things. <laughs> and everybody's fucking hating on him for it. Like, can we can we talk about how, uh, how
2: retarded that is? Yeah. What is one of the first things that got either, if not shut down, because I don't know if like they got banned from Twitter, but that at least got like, nobody wanted to follow that news source anymore mm-hmm. because they just said, oh, that's RT. That's Russian television like
0: that's just propaganda do you
1: mean specifically with russia because the first one the first accounts would have been around COVID.
0: oh yeah for sure it was it was all around COVID in the beginning and i remember like that's when things got really throttled i mean it was it was bad specifically
1: when it was all of us talking about the rumors coming out of china actually i'm wrong it wasn't talking about the rumors because nobody buyed into it any of it yet so like nobody paid attention but then once the fear started gripping the US, that's where the hammer started to fall. Yeah. Do
2: you know the timing of when the fear started gripping the US? March. Do you know yeah. what event like in the media was happening right before that? Or maybe it was it no, I, was it February? So no, it was March was like the lockdowns. The fear started yeah. happening in February, right? Yeah. Right yeah. after the impeachment of Donald Trump the first time they didn't want the COVID story to hit the news yet because they wanted the focus to be on impeaching Donald Trump. Once that was over, then they knew they had this thing building up that they'd been suppressing that they could like release. Yeah. And now I'm not saying that there really was a fear, but it was like they felt like they could hold this thing back because other countries were hearing it. They used the January sixth Trump shit for like half of the month of February, if I'm not mistaken. The thing is
0: it was all emergency shit because that was when the fucking economy was like fucking tanking. Like that was that was prior to the stimulus. And so yeah. it's, it's, they, they covered it all up using the fucking COVID shit through September
1: was when it had started.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you you watched it. I mean, I think the last country I, I, I went to was Denmark, and that was in early March of 2020. And that was it, man. Like, that was the... So I,
1: I, I specifically... The crazy part is, is that in September of 2019... Anthony Pompliano had Trace Mayer on his podcast. Hmm. And Trace Mayer specifically talked about He's like, do you understand what just happened over this weekend? He's like, banks are legitimately breaking. Yeah. Like, the banking system is breaking right now. And he's like, and nobody's fucking talking about it.
0: Dude, do you know when we moved out here? I
1: listened to that podcast probably half a dozen times within three or four days.
0: I wish I could have talked to that guy because in, in late 2019, I sold my home. Like I was like, mirror, this is it. We're fucking leaving. It's done. And like I was just like, we got we had the property over here already. I was like, we're gonna we're gonna build that. We're gonna stay in the neighborhood and rent because things are about to get wild. Like I thought this like there's no band-aid, there's no well, kicking. You weren't the... wrong. I was. <laughs> but it was one of those things where, you know, like I did not expect them to go full fledged fascism in the united yeah. states and dude i'm telling that's you
1: right why I was, that's why i'm saying you weren't necessarily wrong no I, I i just <laughs> the lockdown still happened.
0: They, they, they call them a bet that's for damn sure um <laughs> but yeah I man I like get, we got to get the fuck out of civilization we got to get to something where that's a lot more sustainable and so man i fucking sold the house and i mean perfect timing the, the market was artificially high it wasn't at its peak but it was high and then the interest rates were like two percent. I was like, man, you wanna talk about like of a, a great decision. It was just like, Yeah, <laughs> let's fucking let's do this shit and it, <laughs> knock on wood. But I, I will tell you right now, man, like it's uh I think this whole fucking thing is just I they're 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 gonna they're gonna do what they did with COVID, you're right? Whether that's what
1: scares me is like what's the next thing that they have?
0: It's war. I mean, they they're I think they're at the point where it's fucking well, war.
1: And the scary the scary part about that is that uh I was talking with that buddy of mine, the Wall Street guy that I was talking mm-hmm. about, like coaching him and shit. Autist fucking calls me like every two days. It's ridiculous. But uh he was talking about how everybody's desensitized to the war like there's been a lot of outrage, but like, I think what he was saying was that there's a lot of surprise at how just like, no, like, because, Oh no, it wasn't that. I'm sorry. It was a similar conversation, but what I was listening to earlier was the spaces of like, or no, I'm wrong again. I'm high. I'm, I apologize. But we were talking about, we, uh, we were, he was talking about Paul Tudor Jones. Cause he brought up Paul Tudor Jones. He's like, you know, like he was talking on CNBC the other day and he talked about like being pro Bitcoin. I'm like, Oh yeah, great. Like, ptj has been in bitcoin for years dude that like i don't fucking care what else did he have to say and he he mentioned how paul tudor jones was saying how he was shocked that the market was as high as it is right now because he was like if this war would have popped off like a couple years ago the market would be down massive
2: mm-hmm
1: and that, like, and he's like, that's and like, that's where Matt and I got into talking. We're like, okay, so that means that everybody is desensitized to the war,
0: or which means they figured it made, out,
1: or that. But what what concerns me is that if they if they're going to use an event like a war, like if, like in a similar fashion of like COVID, of like to cover up the actual hap- goings on behind the scenes or under the curtain or whatever they're going to have to go farther is the problem
0: yeah well that's the beautiful thing that's happening right now is like you've got people in spaces from left right center bitcoiners you know whatever and you know the the messages aren't always perfect but messages are getting across and when when you find I what what I think and what I experienced definitely out at you know Pacific Bitcoin this past week is I know what Bitcoiners are when they get together. I know what most of the time I know what you know even you know Republicans are or libertarians are when they get together. I don't know what you know Democrats are. I I'm not saying anything. Yeah, who gives a fuck about that? Right what, what, what yeah, what I'm saying is I see this, especially in the Bitcoin sphere, is like, man, the people are loving, they're kind they're, you know, they're humble, you know, for the most part. And, you know, I'm not saying it's completely across the board, but, you know, for the most part, and what I know, and I see is chaos in the Twitter space. And, you know, the, the mass media space, I see, And Bitcoin's
1: just like, dude, you guys are all fucking dumb.
0: Well, that yeah, well, that part, I see that part in Bitcoin. I see it in in other organizations, and I can tell you, like, I literally think there's so many chaos agents, whether they are manufactured or they're AI at this point, which very possibly could be. Um, I think there's so much that is fifth-generational warfare shit that people don't realize is already going on and has been going on for a long time that most people actually don't disagree all that much anymore and they all yeah. agree to the fact that they're all criminals this is like our our money is absolutely fucked and the the you know the the banana republic that we live in is it was all a lie and yeah. i i think most people actually agree on all of those things And I think there don't.
1: I don't think most people agree on all of it. Um, one thing that surprises me, that uh, like honestly, legitimately surprises me, is that the benefactors of this system, which we all know is all the rich men north of Richmond, um, that they don't understand that there's a clock on their game. And they don't see that they're that that clock is about to run out. Yeah. Like we're at a point where uh, the my generation, the generation that's supposed to be having the most marriages and the most babies, fifty fucking percent of my generation is living at home with their parents. Mm. And the fact that like the housing market is just one area where it's pricing out the majority of the market. And you look at the stock market. 90% of the stock market is owned by the top 10%. And so, like, what what amazes me is that these north, Richmond, north of Richmond, they don't stop and just look, and they're like, hey, the music's about to stop. Yeah. And we don't know what the fuck we're going to do next. Like, that's like that's the shit that scares me because then, because then, like the conversation comes up as far as like civil war,
0: oh, right? Yeah, revolution.
1: Now, it depends on how that looks, right? It could be civil war, or it could be French Revolution, where everybody, like, the guillotine just comes out.
2: Mm-hmm. Can I tell you? Can I tell you how I think it's going to happen? Go for it. I <laughs> think it's weird. happening right now. Yeah, we're living in a revolution as shane described um, fifth generational warfare it's an information game and so it is how quickly can we the people disseminate information focus on the truth cuz that's the way you can spread it the the quickest how quickly can we can we do that in counter to everything that they're pushing right yeah with their fiat system and corporations and everything, whatever agenda they want to push, because like you said, 90% of the stocks are owned by 10%. And so they can manipulate the entire economy. They know when to sell. They know when all this Intel is pointing in a certain direction or they can push an operation over here to get something started. Right. Um, Like that's what they're trying to cover up that they're doing with this fiat system so they can run the whole goddamn thing. But we can spread truth much faster than they can cover up their lies. And that is like, that is the heart of fifth generational warfare. It is a people's peaceful weapon that we can use just by doing like, just fucking practicing a right for free speech and making sure that we protect that for others so that anybody can talk and get information out because truth will find the light.
1: Well, and particularly like one of the worst things. This is this is a really crazy thing, is that I think that what would it be? What would my parents' generation be? Generation X, or is that you guys <laughs> and then baby boomers? No, nah, man, I'm like...
0: an elderly millennial. I, I, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm on the verge of being Gen X. I'm
1: okay, so so would Gen X be like my parents? Like they're in their sixties?
0: Could be boomers, man. Six, six whatever. Yeah. whatever,
1: around there. Um, I think that they are actually probably the worst generation we've had because they had their entire lives handed to them and they didn't really have to do anything.
0: They were, I, I and I'll tell you, this is where I come in and go like, well, you remember the greatest generation? Those guys actually put people in fucking camps in America and yeah. those guys accepted FDR's new deal and yeah. they accepted a permanent income tax. And like once you start to really see what the greatest generation did, man, I'm Air gonna quote sp- Yeah. Like they fought World War Two and you know, hey, World War Two champions, back to back champions, like you know what you'll hear from you know, <laughs> morons. And yeah. you know, like you're, you're literally to the point where you're like, dude, when you actually take a real critical look at grandma and grandpa, like my grandma and grandpa. We fucked up. Fucked up hard, right? Like, here's the thing, though. That, like you mentioned in the show uh, on Bitcoin Veterans, you know, you get, you get a people desperate enough and they'll fucking they'll accept anything. The fucking Great yeah. Depression, man, and I'll tell you right now, growing up with grandparents down the street... That would save tinfoil, that would save Ziploc bags, you know, what whatever it was, and they had, you know, an entire pantry full of canned goods. They had a garden in the back, Grandpa Still Hunts, you know, all that kind of shit. And you like the back of your brain, you're like, why do they do this? And then you actually learn like what they fucking live through, and you're like, huh. They were, were so fucking. fucking they were fucking so goddamn desperate that they adopted the New Deal after beating National Socialists in fucking Europe and you know an empire out of Japan and like you're that is a holy. That's got to be the most desperate fucking people on the, maybe on the face of the fucking earth. They've just had what was it really? Ten million people, ten million dudes yeah. drafted to go possibly die. Ripped, I mean, they've wiped out generations in Britain and and yep. the United States and France and, and all that kind of stuff. And you're thinking, like, how desperate are you at the end of a fucking world war? Well, you're so desperate that you will allow this giant step by FDR and the fucking god-awful progressives that were that said, yeah, man, we're basically going to start taking better care of you people. And, man, under the guise of, you know, that you got fucking... One of the first steps into major fascism in the United States.
1: Yep. the the reason I brought that up was that like my mom actually brought it up to me. She's like, "I think my generation might be the worst generation." I was like, "Holy shit that that's a that's a step in the right direction." Because like I've been talking about her about macro and everything since like all the COVID shit popped off, and. I basically like the funny thing is I keep going back to her and I'm like, remember I predicted this shit because like in 2020 I told her I was like, this is what's like this is what we're talking about seeing, this is what I think is going to happen, which is going to cause this and then this. I was off by like on like the time frame. I thought it'd be a lot more condensed and obviously it's been longer. But I'm just like, she comes back and she's like, we really had it the easiest out of any generation. We didn't have a world war and all you had to do was buy assets and not sell them. That's yep. all you had to do. Yep. Whether it was gold bars, a house, or a car or all three. It's all you had to do. Just buy it, take care of it, don't sell it.
0: Get a pension.
1: Get a pension. Jesus. Get a 401k. Get it get a get a retirement plan. What a fucking Which None of that tale. is going to be available for like the young, like me, like yeah. the young millennial generations. We're not gonna have any of that shit.
0: I'll tell you what, you guys that are already in Bitcoin now, holy fuck. Like, you want to talk about well, the hard
1: part, the hard part is like through these economic situations is to make sure you still have Bitcoin out of the end of it. Yeah. Cause like I fucked up not having a job lined up coming down to Texas. I'll tell you that right now. It's like <laughs> massive retard move. But it's just like Cause like the I've I ha- I have had ten or twelve individuals. The funny thing is like I, I keep hitting twelve because I had mentioned I had twelve individuals talking about like the vibration shit earlier. But I have, I've talked with like ten or twelve individuals between spaces and people that I know personally that are like in the job market. We're all having the same exact experience of, um, like even for the shittiest just remedial like fiat jobs as far as like. I don't know, working at fucking Lowe's or some bullshit. Um, Everybody's getting the same experience across all different industries, from data analysts to, like, gap analysis and marketing and all this other shit, or digital marketing too. Um, Everybody's having this problem of where they're sending out hundreds of applications to companies that are stating that they have openings online but they're, all that they're getting is the automated response of we're going a different way, or maybe they have like the first round interview and then we're going a different way. Now, it sounds kind of just like blaming the world, like the world's fucked up, but I had a Spaces conversation with two Bitcoiners uh, a couple of weekends ago. that uh, They're both managers at, at like a software tech firm for specifically they're managing data analysts. And they both said they know for a fact that it is a protocol within the management and the executive team to keep these positions as open and hiring online so that they just collect the information on all these people. And they, they have their human resources departments directed to kind of lead them on and like have that first round interview. And then just, tell them that they're going a different way, knowing the entire time that they are never going to hire them for that position. Crazy. And it's like, and I've talked with, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Neely Taminga is, but she's a, uh, she's a, uh, wall street research analyst for the sell side, but she specifically focuses on like the labor markets mm. and like the retail stuff. So like home Depot and like the, the home builders and all that. And I, t- I had a phone call with her a couple of weeks ago. And I told her what I was going through. And this is before I had contact with like the like 10 to 12 other people I had literally just talked to her about it. And she goes, dude, this is a problem across the entire country. Like it's fucking everywhere. All these employers are just leading on the job market like they're fluffing the fucking job numbers by the way did you see what the statistics were on like their claim to fame as far as like like all the jobs they added in this past recent number three-quarters of it was government jobs
0: of course it is that's what you can do with trillions and trillions of dollars yeah yeah
1: I was like huh okay so this is what padding the numbers looks like people
0: yeah we're, we're growing yeah. the size of government with your money yeah yeah we 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 are doing we are doing such a great job we're expanding (laughs) and and, and
1: dude and this is why like all this data keeps coming out and people that are saying they're bullish because of the data i'm like you're a fucking you're clinically retarded huh wild that's because like then
2: you go back just burning they're just burning off all the debt that's just what they're trying to do they're just trying to like this is garbage, burn it the fuck off.
0: Well, they're creating more and more people dependent.
2: Well, so the scary part is, is that like
1: when I uh, earlier when I told you I was wolfing down my pulled pork before I hopped in there, mm-hmm. I was eating, but I was listening to a spaces of this uh, particularly successful trader on Twitter that he was talking about the economy, right? Like the markets right now. He's like, dude. <clears throat> He's like, I I don't know any other way to tell that, tell you this. But he's like, I fucking sold everything. He's yeah. like, I, like, he's like, if, if, if I had it my way, he goes, I would be short everything right now. Yeah. Cause he's talking to, like, he was talking about just like the numbers with like, say for example, with Apple, he's like, you see some of the numbers that are coming out for these guys. Nobody should be buying this shit.
2: Hmm.
1: Like Apple is trading at 27 times earnings. It doesn't make sense. And, and then, like, you talk about how 90% of the stock market is owned by the top 10%. So, and to Jordan's point, like, when you have that kind of concentration, you, you can manipulate markets, right? Now, the scary part is it's manipulating markets and having the population so desperate to make income that they're trying to make it rich quick anywhere. Mm-hmm. Markets keep going up. They've heard all about buy the fucking dip from everybody, right? Mm-hmm. They're all piling in now while he was saying the institutions have all exited all of their long positions. What do you say? Everybody's rotated
0: out. Institutions have uh, vacated their long positions in the stock market? Yeah. Okay.
1: Like their long hold positions. Yeah. Like which means they're big ones.
0: Yeah. They're going Like for-
1: they've all rotated out of it.
0: What do you think they're gonna do? Do you think they're gonna do Bitcoin?
1: I think they're gonna fucking crash equities. Yeah, I think they're gonna crash equities, and then that'll drag Bitcoin down with it, probably at greater magnitude. And then they'll get into Bitcoin. Cheap Bitcoin
0: <laughs> for for a moment, and that's the thing is like the, everything will rush in, dude. That now, is...
1: I don't I don't know how true that'll be.
0: That's going to be nuts.
1: I,
2: I don't know. I don't know. Cause
0: Do you
1: think like, the,
2: the smart money will follow it.
1: Now the, the other thing, the other thing to keep in mind is dead cat bounces are a very common thing. Yeah. Especially in the stock market ding, ding. and the speculators and the knife catchers pile in for the dead cat bounce. It bounces high and then it comes crashing back down very rapidly. And either it goes just as low or it goes even lower. And I, I, Jordan, were you around for like 2018,
0: 2019? No, it's pretty wild. There's a
1: possibility for that kind of brutal kind of bear market to where it dead cat bounces for fucking like six months. And then it just scrapes across bottom for another six to nine months.
2: No, I'm fucking ready. Like, I feel like I'm fine for that ride. I don't think, I don't don't um, think,
1: I don't think Bitcoin is. I don't think the industry is. I don't think miners are prepared for it at all. Not like the GSR report that came out back in August. None of our fucking miners are hedging. None of them. They're all relying on a HODL strategy.
0: Hmm.
1: Which means that if this like environment happens. Off. Yeah. Which means if this environment happens, they're fucked Yeah. because they weren't using options to forward sell their Bitcoin production at say prices right now, and get it guaranteed. Nobody now, not nobody. I'm speaking hyperbole okay. but a large percentage of them are not. Clean Spark is not. Riot is not. Who is? Um, hold on. I think I
0: have the report up. So I was looking at it the other day, dude. Guys, we've laid down like hundred or, or an dude. hour and forty minutes.
1: Claims <laughs> Park is not, Riot is not, Argo is not, Cypher is not, Hive is not, Hut 8, Bit Deer, TerraWolf, Bit Farms, are Stronghold, they are not hedging. Huh. And those are the biggest ones besides Marathon. Marathon is the only one that I know for sure is hedging. Well. Because Fred Thiel was a was
2: a trader.
0: Those guys are going to do all right and, then.
2: And who, are the, yeah. who did they just partner with this past weekend?
0: Dude, I'll tell you what's... Well, who did it, they partner with? I don't know. So yeah. Loved. Marathon did,
2: yeah. Marathon was the like Swan sponsor. That's right. Pacific Bitcoin. They were like the
0: dude. That's huge. Yeah. Huh. I thought you were about to say BlackRock. dude BlackRock. yeah BlackRock owns marathon and those are the only guys doing this and at that point now they control the entire fork and code and everything else which <laughs> poof see you later oh well, i guess we're gonna dust yeah. off the old rifles <laughs> <laughs> oh man now i think we're gonna be all right i think we're gonna we're gonna fucking stick now, this like, thing yeah
1: because the other thing that i've also been trying to pay attention to i'm like man what if like that was their strategy? Yeah. But then a meaningful percentage of the market does pile into Bitcoin. Yeah. And it just keeps Bitcoin afloat while everything is sinking. I think uh, that's what's what it's, it's, happen- it's, it's already happening. It. And I like and I'm just like I'm like dude. That would be fucking crazy, well,
0: th- and I think that's already happening. I think Bitcoin's actually artificially low right now. I think they're slow. I think they're slow bleeding Binance for cheap Bitcoin. I think they're. In yeah. the, I think they're still. In I the think we
2: I feel like it's the plebs are buying it from the institutions that like have to sell it because they were over leveraged. Yeah. Before this, I mean, we're still and fr- we're just we're still front running for cheap from them. Yeah,
0: I mean, and, and that's that's a really interesting thing. like, it's like guys are still front running this. It's artificially low. It may dip more. And then when it does rush, I think the FOMO is going to be too great for those guys in the institutions to ignore. I think, well, that, I think
1: that's what I think this latest, like massive spike in Bitcoin price. I think that that's what that was. Yeah. Specifically rolling out of like shit coins and BNB off of Binance into Bitcoin to like offload it.
0: Yep. I 100% agree, man, and and that's you,
1: like you like if like as far as just like technical analysis and charts go, if you look at that fucking B&B chart, mm-hmm. that motherfucker should be six feet under right now.
0: Oh yeah, like it's pr- like
1: it is literally. Is like, hanging is like it's like the last pinky yeah. hanging off the cliff. Like yeah. it, is, it should be it should be like so, cascading to its grave right now.
0: I've been telling everybody that I like, you know, obviously doing this. I would say advising, being an account executive over there, right? Like, get to talk about this kind of shit a lot now. And it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, man, uh I think the last safe ground, like conservatively, is probably November. Like, you got the rest of the month to get a position and after that like I, I'm not saying it's gonna happen in November. I'm not even saying it's gonna happen in December, but it could. And it's it's like that kind You're of is, like the ETF. Oh yeah. Like the ETF but Binance crashing and the ETF happening within very like probably within a week. I guarantee See, guarantee it.
2: I I think that's accurate, but I think they're doing that because they're just going to try to rehypothecate Bitcoin through the financial system. They're going to buy it low through this ETF and they're going to have more claims on it than they actually have because people, they learn that not everyone, some people custody it. And those who don't take self custody are going to get burned when. It's discovered that they were they didn't have what they had
0: well you know what's going to be interesting though is the technology supports open like understanding where their money is so like if they start talking about false positions and well now they're in the bitcoin network that understands how to fucking like look at the ledger and if they're like talking about how they have a position they don't have the bitcoin fucking network is gonna be like no you don't <laughs> fuck you you don't are you kidding us like we could it's right here we can see this shit i mean i don't know it
2: isn't that kind of like a good i mean as much as we want to talk about privacy and stuff when it comes to your money you want everyone to be able to audit what it is so in a sense it's a lack of privacy and that's why like the monera crowd or some of these others try to go lean towards the privacy side right because well, they're like, oh, they, I just care about that, and yeah. it's like, but you can still almost, you can do it privately. You
0: can still whirl your, you know, your Bitcoin, like you. Can, but here's
2: the base layer, like that is going to replace the ledger. That yeah. is the the
0: thing. Well, and
1: then you then you read what Sam Callahan put out today. That was a good piece. As huh? far as the the Atlas program, yeah, it's like you're not going to want to do anything on on main chain layer. I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, UTXO is going to be a real thing here soon. yeah getting that out to the lightning for sure um guys it's 10 30 i love you guys to death hope you guys enjoyed the show we're gonna wrap it there uh you can go out and follow uh jordan at operation libertas and mike hobart on twitter links are in the show notes thank you guys for being the best crowd i mean unbelievable and for for all that you do not only you know, in in the space, but in in the Liberty space, in the Bitcoin space, like keep killing it, keep getting after it, keep spreading the word. Um, It is, it's been a long, arduous journey. And the thing is, is now that there's a proper incentive structure that's out there in terms of Bitcoin, that's laying the foundation for people who are silenced and oppressed by the mainstream narrative and the, the mainstream companies and all that. They're not going to be able to contain this for a lot longer. So thank you guys for all the extremely hard work. It's been uh, it's been a grind, and I think the fruits are coming soon. Anyway, uh, you guys have a great weekend. I love you. I need you. Peace.